Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to another episode of Unpopped Kernels here on Popcorn and Finance. These are special episodes where we grab some of those kernels that didn't quite pop. Maybe it was from a previous episode. Maybe it's just a topic that I haven't had the time to get around to. And we take those kernels, we throw them in the microwave, we heat them up and get them popped here today. The kernels I'm referencing for today's episode come from a conversation that I had with Lindsay Brian Podvin back in episode 327 and 328. Lindsay is a financial therapist, and I had a great time digging into what that is. What, what does that mean to be a financial therapist? And also some of the things that she comes across in her practice. Part of our conversation that I wasn't able to include in those episodes was this discussion on how early on in our lives our thoughts and feelings around money get set. And it's even earlier than I even imagined. So I want you to sit back, relax, enjoy these unpopped kernels as we talk a little bit more about how we relate with money and financial therapy. So many of us, we have all this history from things we've experienced, family, friends, just random things that just happened to us at work that all kind of shape how we interact with with everything, including money. But I think we don't for some reason. I don't know why you, we don't often associate our past issues when it comes to dealing with our own money. I, I don't know. In your experience, why do you think that is that we kind of just push money to the side and say, yeah, it has nothing to do with how I'm feeling? Well, I think you just acknowledged it, which is in our culture, it's really rude to talk about money. And so in general, a lot of us struggle to talk to our friends or our partners or our parents about what's going on financially. So when it comes to how we feel about money, it's a question so many of us haven't even paused to consider how we might answer that question. And just like other things in our lives, let's say you got bit by a dog when you were little, and as you grow older, you might become fearful of dogs, right? That would be a normal response. Yeah. When we are little and our brain is developing, our brain does the bulk of its development between the ages of zero and seven, zero and eight. So whatever we learn about money during that window of time impacts how we think about money. So some financial behavior research has found that by the time we're eight years old, we more or less have decided what we think money is, what it isn't, what we're allowed to do with it, and what we aren't. So if you think about like a little eight-year-old driving the decisions of an adult, it makes sense why so many of us struggle with our money or do things that we might go, gosh, why do we keep doing that? That feels really irrational. I can't believe it. You know, there's a lot of guilt and a lot of shame tied up. But if we can kind of zoom out and look back at why we are doing it, what is our version of the dog that bit you when you were little? And what I mean by that is, did you have a sibling who stole your allowance as a kid? Were you always told we can't afford it? Or conversely, were you told it doesn't matter, we'll just put it on the card, you know, money's meant to be spent, we're supposed to have a good time, don't worry about it. What were the messages that you received? either explicitly or implicitly, and how do they shape you now as an adult? Wow, I had no idea that by that age, you're kind of locking in your thoughts about money, which is crazy because when you think about it, like you don't have any money when you're that age, but you definitely are experiencing how your family's dealing with it and what you see around you. And if you have a lot of it, if you have none of it, it's just crazy to think that's, a period of time that I think oftentimes we even like when I think about like the younger people in my family, I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't even consider what their thoughts are about money because like they don't know what this is. But knowing that that could be shaping the rest of their lives and how they handle money in the future. 
Yeah, I mean, and we think about it in other contexts, right? We think about what we say or don't say around kids at certain ages, but money, it often doesn't even enter our consciousness that it's something we should be aware of when we're talking to kids or around kids. And one of the easiest things that I tell, I'm I'm child-free, but I come from a big family, so I've got lots of nieces and nephews and lots of friends with kiddos. And when they kind of hear this stat, they always freak out and they're like, Lindsay, what have I done? I don't think I've done the right thing with my kids. And my advice to them is pretty simple. And it's like, just narrate what you're doing when your kids are little. Just like, you know, if you were cooking dinner and your kid was in the kitchen with you, you would just narrate, oh, I'm cutting up some lettuce. Oh, I'm getting ready to, you know, sear some meat or whatever you are doing. That's how kids learn when they're little. And then as you get older, I think about it just like how you would talk about any other potentially taboo topic. Just make sure that it's age appropriate and you're sharing as much information as needed without oversharing. So I know that's a little bit um, vague, but, you know, I'm a therapist, so I had to throw that in there. (laughs) No, no, that makes complete sense what you're saying, because when I think back to my own childhood, you know, my parents, I, I have to say, because I'm like, sometimes I've recorded stuff. And I was like, I don't mean to make it sound like they were bad or parents or anything like that. But, you know, they were doing the best they could. They don't, you know, I was the first kid. I remember we didn't talk about money at all. I didn't really know mm-hmm. what was going on. I could tell when maybe things weren't going well financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, but you just kind of pick up on it. Like, you know, it seems like they're arguing or there's something going on. But it was almost like I was told to kind of not worry about it. I was completely kept out of anything financial. They said, look, you're, I remember my dad explicitly saying, like, your job is to go to school. So you focus on that. You worry about that. You do good on that part. We'll handle everything else. This is not mm-hmm. your space, basically. And I think back, and I'm like, wow, it would have been probably a lot easier for me as an adult if I would have at least known some of the basics of how they were running the house. But it's kind of like the shame that you experience. I'm sure it's probably different for a parent. Like, I don't have kids either. So I don't, I don't know what that experience is like for them but there's like almost like they have this shame that they don't want to share they don't want they didn't want me as the kid to know that they were struggling or doing something wrong maybe or made a mistake and they're just like well we're just gonna completely shut you out we don't we don't want you to know we made mistakes so you just don't worry about this and that leads to a situation where you just don't know anything about that world when you get older Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because parenting philosophies change over time. So if you were a kid of the 80s or 90s, that type of approach was very common of like, you're the kid, your job is to be the kid. I'm the adult. My job is to be the adult. Whereas now, if you look at our friends who are parenting their kids, there's a bigger emphasis on the kid kind of joining with the adult in some ways. Like there's yeah. a little bit more of that reciprocal conversation. So again, it's not to to shame anybody of different generations, but the, the parenting trends also change over time. So that sounds very familiar. Yeah, it's de- when I see some of my friends with kids, I'm like, oh wow, this is much different than what I remember being a kid. Yes, I was like- <laughs> yes absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this little extra bit of my conversation with Lindsay. She does amazing work. And if you want to check out some of the stuff that she's doing, just go to the show notes. I'll have links to everything that she's been working on. And if after hearing this conversation, you have some thoughts that you want to share about maybe how you grew up learning about money or dealing with it or interacting with your family and money, please feel free to send that in. You can actually send me a voicemail by calling 707 200 8259 or as always you can send me an email to questions at popcornfinance.com as always i appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn hope you have an amazing rest of your week and i'll talk to you soon your boy keep it popping like mary poppins